Section six of the Emperor of Portugalia by Selma Lagerlöf, translated by Velma Swanston Howard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Lars Rolander. Section six. Fishing. It would hardly have been possible for any one to be as fond of the little girl as her father was but it may be truly said that she had a very good friend in old seine-maker Ola. This is the way they came to be friends. Glory Goldie had taken to setting out fishing-poles in the brook for the small salmon-trout that abounded there. She had better luck with her fishing than any one would have expected, and the very first day she brought home a couple of spindly fishes. She was elated over her success, as can be imagined, and received praise from her mother for being able to provide food for the family, when she was only a little girl of eight. To encourage the child, Katrina let her cleanse and fry the fish. Jan ate of it, and declared he had never tasted the like of that fish, which was the plain truth, for the fish was so bony and dry and burned that the little girl herself could scarcely swallow a morsel of it. But for all that the little girl was just as enthusiastic over her fishing. She got up every morning at the ionic time that Jan did, and hurried off to the brook, a basket on her arm, and carrying in a little tin-box the worms to bait her hooks. Thus equipped she went off to the brook, which came gushing down the rocky steep, in numerous falls and rapids between which were short stretches of dark still water and places where the stream ran clear and transparent over a bed of sand and smooth stones think of it after the first week she had no luck with the fishing the worms were gone from all the hooks but no fish had fastened there she shifted her tackle from rapid to still water, from still water to rippling falls, and she changed her hooks, but with no better results. She asked the boys at Boreus and at Eric's if they were not the ones who got up with the lark and carried off her fish, but a question like that the boys would not deign to answer, for no boy would stoop to take fish from the brook when he had the whole of Dove Lake to fish in. It was all right for little girls, who were not allowed to go down to the lake, to run about hunting fish in the woods, they said. Despite the superior airs of the boys, the little girl only half believed them. Surely someone must take the fish off my hooks, she said to herself. Hers were real hooks, too, and not just bent pins. And in order to satisfy herself, she arose one morning before Jan or Katrina were awake, and ran over to the brook. When near to the stream, she slackened her pace, taking very short, cautious steps, so as not to slip on the stones or to rustle the bushes. Then, all at once, her whole body became numb, for at the edge of the brook, on the very spot where she had set out her pools the morning before, stood a fish-thief tampering with her lines. It was not one of the boys, as she had supposed, but a grown man, who was just then bending over the water, drawing up a fish. Little Glory Goldie was never afraid, 
she rushed right up to the thief and caught him in the act so you're the one who comes here and takes my fish she said it's a good thing i've run across you at last so we can put a stop to this stealing the man then raised his head and now glory goldie saw his face it was the old seine maker who was one of their neighbors yes i know this is your tackle the man admitted without getting angry or excited as most folks do when taken to task for wrongdoing but how can you take what isn't yours asked the puzzled youngster the man looked straight at her she never forgot that look she seemed to be peering into two open and empty caverns at the back of which were a pair of half-dead eyes beyond reflecting either joy or grief well you see i'm aware that you get what you require from your parents and that you fish only for the fun of it while at my home we are starving the little girl flushed now she felt ashamed the seine maker said nothing further but picked up his cap it had dropped from his head while he was bending over the fishing poles and went his way nor did glory goldie speak a couple of fish lay floundering on the ground but she did not take them up when she had stood a while looking at them she kicked them back into the water all that day the little girl felt displeased with herself without knowing why for indeed it was not she who had done wrong she could not get the seine maker out of her thoughts the old man was said to have been rich at one time he had once owned seven big farmsteads each in itself worth as much as eric of falla's farm but in some unaccountable way he had disposed of his property and was now quite penniless however the next morning glory goldie went over to the brook the same as usual this time no one had touched her hooks for now there was a fish at the end of every line she released the fishes from the hooks and laid them in her basket but instead of going home with her catch she went straight to the seine maker's cabin when the little girl came along with her basket the old man was out in the yard cutting wood she stood at the stile a moment watching him before stepping over he looked pitifully poor and ragged even her father had never appeared so shabby the little girl had heard that some well-to-do people had offered the seine maker a home for life but in preference he had gone to live with his daughter-in-law who made her home here in the ashdales so as to help her in any way that he could she had many children and her husband who had deserted her was now supposed to be dead Today there was fish on the hooks shouted the little girl from the stile you don't tell me said the seine maker but that was well i'll gladly give you all the fish i catch she told him if i'm only allowed to do the fishing myself so saying she went up to the seine maker and emptied the contents of her basket on the ground expecting of course that he would be pleased and would praise her just as her father who was always pleased with everything she said or did had always done 
but the seine-maker took this attention with his usual calm indifference you keep what's yours he said we're so used to going hungry here that we can get on without your few little fishes there was something out of the common about this poor old man and glory goldie was anxious to win his approval you may take the fish off and stick the worms on the hooks if you like said she and you can have all the tackle and everything thanks returned the old man but i'll not deprive you of your pleasure glory goldie was determined not to go until she had thought out a way of satisfying him would you like me to come and call for you every morning she asked him so that we could draw up the lines together and divide the catch you to get half and i half then the old man stopped chopping and rested on his axe he turned his strange half-dead eyes toward the child and the shadow of a smile crossed his face ah now you put out the right bait he said that proposition i'll not say no to end of section 6 read by lars rolander